Welcome to Football on the 40. Four games into this young football season, and we are in an all-too-familiar place. Hope has receded with the loss to a below-average team, and fears of a 5-7 and seven season are creeping in once again. But fret not, my fellow Longhorns, for we have a home game this Saturday, and it's not even close to being too late for this team to have a successful season. During this week's episode, we will briefly discuss what went wrong in Lubbock, where we are headed, and why there's still room for optimism going forward. I'm Jake. We are back with our regular hosts this week, Andrew, Bowen, and Kevin. But Andy, I have to go right to you first. Your prediction powers are impeccable. During the preseason, you thought we would be two and two. But instead of saying congrats, my question is, why do you hate the horns? So... The only way to answer that is with a quote. So here's a good quote from Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. I think that there's only one quality worse than the hardness of heart, and that is the softness of head. Don't be mentally weak, guys. We've been here before. Bowen, <laughs> what are your thoughts from the game? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's I'm kind of speechless. That was wonderful. Have you been <laughs> reading is, a Teddy book or something? I have I I know I know quite a few Teddy quotes, and that is not one that I'm familiar with, but <laughs> wow. Um thank you, Andy. Um yeah, you know, it was of course a disappointing game, as we're all aware. I feel like my two biggest takeaways were obviously the play differential. You probably read all all about it. We only ran in 60 plays to so their hundred. It's hard to win a game like that. And then the other thing was that I think something that maybe this wasn't the first time that I thought about this, but um, definitely came to head a few times is that I feel like it's a very maybe uniquely Texas fan feeling to dread a third and long situation when we're on the defense (laughs) where that should be like, oh, yeah, you know, like third and long. This is great. We're going to get a stop here and get the ball back. Those are when I feel like something bad is about to happen versus like a third and short, a third and four. That's, I feel more optimistic about those. And I feel like that's very, very unique to our team. Um, But yeah, I think those are, those are my two biggest things. I'm hoping that those don't um, continue to be trends moving forward. What about you, Kevin? What'd you see out there? Um, I don't think tech really played to their, standard i think they achieved the quarterback to carry the ball um their strategy was clearly kind of all or nothing they went for it on fourth down eight times and converted most of those so we were playing a team that was kind of not holding anything back um i was pretty frustrated that we stalled pretty badly in the second half and lost a lot of momentum just had nothing offensively um Also, at this point in the season, just looking back at how our offense has done to this point, um, a pretty glaring uh, line item in our team or individual stats is how little performing Xavier Worthy is this season. Um, You know, getting frustrated about the stalls in the second half, I just looked at some key players from last year and how they were doing, and and he stands out with only one touchdown. So I think our team's really missing him. Uh, and it's hard to say that if he doesn't have a better first few games of the season that we we have some of those outcomes in these close games. But what do you think, Jake? Yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll save some of the game stuff to y'all because y'all are covering it pretty well. 
I agree with everything you've said, but I just want to say tech fans, they're disgusting. Um, we already knew that, but there's a lot of videos coming out of just after them storming the field and shoving players. And it's like, there was no effort made to keep the players safe. I know they're football players, they're in pads, fine, but still it's just ridiculous. The cost of storming the field, I believe is $25,000 for a first defense. But I think that should double with every documented instance of like an opposing player being touched by a fan. Um, Or for that matter, don't charge at all unless that happens. But uh, yeah, just general, general, generally sad by that. Um, Spoiler alert, I do think we'll win the next two games and be very happy when we do it. Um, That's West Virginia this week, but also OU next week. Um, But ultimately, most likely we hopefully never have to play there again for so many reasons. Terrible fans won, but also we don't play well there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Andy, other than expecting this, what else you got from the game? <laughs> so, I um, – yeah, I – honestly, to be, to, to be quite honest, I thought we were going to win going into the game last week. Obviously, we didn't, so it kind of flip-flopped. Um, but – I agree, Jake. Tech fans are terrible. Uh, they got fined like fifty thousand, I think. I think that came out today. But um, yeah, just we played really well for the first what forty-two minutes of the game, and then the last eighteen minutes just just didn't hold up. Um, it's a concerning trend with Sark how he's had five halftime leads, and we just haven't been able to convert. Uh, well, he's had five of the nine losses have been halftime leads, and we've obviously lost those games but yeah um so that's a concerning trend i kind of in the same boat as jake i think we'll bounce back well this week and i look forward to red river as well um you know i i still think our goals are intact and i i think the road to the big 12 is still there Uh, it's just a margin of error is a is a lot smaller now but Kind of talking about Big 12, what do y'all think? Um, who do y'all think has the best chance to win the Big 12 this year after after the first game of the year of, the, of conference play? I, I'm going to stick by my preseason pick here. I chose Oklahoma State, and they've continued to play well. They're still in the top 10. And uh, Spencer Sanders, who historically has turned the ball over a lot, is actually kind of taking care of the ball this year. So they haven't played anyone major yet, but they're, they haven't faltered, which, you know, can't be said for Texas or, or OU. So I think Oklahoma state's still a good pick. Yeah. I'm going to stand by my preseason K-State prediction. I know they lost to Tulane, but I, I just think that was a weird trap game. Um, They, they looked good against OU. Um, but I think the real question is, who is the worst team in the conference? And that answer is very unclear. Um, I don't know if y'all know this, but Texas is actually the only Big 12 team that does not have a Power 5 win right now, um, which is, I think it says more about the Big 12 than it does about Texas, right? I mean, we lost to Alabama, so that's, and some of the wins are atrocious. It's like Arizona State and Duke. Like, these aren't, that's not nothing to write home about. But this is a fun fact that Texas is, Tied for last place in the conference and the only team without a power five win. So maybe Kansas was Kansas does win it all. Who knows? Rock chalk, baby. Um, I, I, 
I genuinely have no idea who will win. <laughs> I, I think like OK State probably I haven't really seen them play much other than um, sometimes when they come on some highlights. But I checked some of the odds before this. Baylor is the current favorite. They're all the way up to like plus 320. Um, Oklahoma State, I think, is pretty close behind them as well. Um, but Jake, your question or your 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 question has has me thinking about like last season when I think it was Andy asked us, was it after was it after tech? I can't recall. It was early on in the season, but or maybe it was you that asked this, Jake, where you were like, is this the peak of the season? And we were all like, no, no. But now I think maybe it's an opportune time. Perhaps not. Perhaps it's too early. But do we feel like this is the bottom of the season? I think if Quinn comes back, yes. If he comes back soon, this could be. Ooh. Oh, man, that's tough because, like, we could we could lose to any team. That's the thing. Like, I, I genuinely think Tech is probably, if not the worst team in the conference, one of two or three that can can argue that. And so, you know, we were riding high going into that game. So, uh, I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that answer for another day. Personally, <laughs> I I I think this is not the lowest of the season that we'll feel because I think we will lose again. Not being pessimistic of how our season will go. I, I think we still can have a chance to have a really good season, but if we're going to lose again, I feel like we're going to feel lower than what we feel right now. Yeah. The, I mean, the big, the big 12 is just so much better top to bottom, I think this year, but also compared to other conferences. So yeah, well, we'll see. There's no, there's no gimmies on the schedule. Fair enough. Andy, did you have a, a favorite right now to win the conference? Uh, I, I think I still have to go with Baylor. Um, they There's a big game this weekend against Baylor and Oklahoma State. Um, Baylor, even though they lost to BYU, I still think they look really good on defense, on offense, um, just really solid all, all the way around. Um, but like I said, I, I can't really argue with other teams as well because I – I think there's like four or five teams that you can make a good argument for at this moment. So, you know, that's big 12. There's a lot of parody this year, as Jake was saying. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Let's, let's move forward and talk about this upcoming game this week. We are playing West Virginia, the other two and two team in conference. So it is the battle between ninth and 10th place in the conference right now. Um, we are playing West Virginia at home in Austin, DKR. It is on FS1. We're already have been relegated to FS1 at 6.30 p.m. Um, weather forecast, it is going to be really nice, actually. Um, it's going to be cold almost in the morning, 50 degrees, very dry, no humidity at all. Um, be 92 in the afternoon, but kickoff, it should be in the upper 80s, dropping all the way down to the mid-70s, but it's going to be very pleasant 80s, so... Wear the boots and jeans this week. I think it's a great week for it. Um, yeah, I'm going to hand it over to Andy now to break down the game. Okay, cool. Uh, so going back, um, we had a pretty memorable memorable game with West Virginia near in college. Um, so I just wanted to ask y'all real quick, um, was the 2012 West Virginia game the most memorable game for y'all when we were in college? I think for me it was 
Um, because originally I wasn't. Um, yeah, I think I think for me that was because freshman year of college was like the first season for me of of even going to UT games, and so the jump around in the fourth quarter against West Virginia that was that was a core memory for me. Um, and then it kind of gave me an introduction into the realities of, of being a Texas fan, uh, <laughs> solidified. So, yeah, I think that was most memorable for me. Maybe most memorable home game. I think it's up there with that Kansas State game where it rained a ton our senior year. And it's not the most memorable game, though. I'd say I would put all the OU games over that experience. I just think the State Fair is cool. I agree. I agree with, with both of you, actually. I would say the K-State game is just miserably cold and wet. Um, yeah, West Virginia probably is up there. I, I, I have a distinct memory from a West Virginia game after college, though. The one where we lost by one point, it was, I believe it was 2018. We went on to make the Big 12 championship that year. So, hey, turned it around. We lost to Maryland. We were 2-2, two and two, I believe. Um, and... Lost to West Virginia, though if we lose to West Virginia, we're eliminated. So that's not gonna <laughs> that's not a fun comparison. But yeah, that was yeah. I, I distinctly remember the the West Virginia fans. They were like trying to be nice. They were also like chanting all of their things on that 10 ramp walk down after the game. Oh, it was rough. <laughs> yeah, they they like to show off their pride for sure. Um, so I think the most important thing was I said most memorable game from college, not most memorable college football game from college. So, um, yeah, I, for me, it was about OU games. Um, the one from our senior um, at the Combo in 2015, that was the most memorable college football game for me. Then also the most memorable, this home game in Texas was um, when we played OU at home in basketball. We came back, it was super fun, super loud. Uh, we thought Shaka was going to take us all the way. Sadly not, but you know, it was, it was a good time. Um, and sadly, a lot of our memorable experiences sporting wise in college resulted in losses. So uh, just not a great time for Texas athletics during that period of our lives, but going to rest West Virginia and uh, they're two and two on the season. As Jake said, they lost to Pitt uh, in the opening game of the season. Uh, and then they lost to Kansas which we thought that was a bad loss, but, you know, Kansas is looking pretty good right now. They re, uh, they responded with a couple of wins, uh, including one last Thursday against Virginia Tech, 33-10. Uh, to 10. Personally, I don't think West Virginia is all that great, but I'll let Kevin kind of break down the team a little bit more. Wasn't Before we get into the breakdown, wasn't their last game against Virginia Tech on the road? Yeah, it was. So you got to give them credit for that. I just don't think Virginia Tech is all that great. They lost Old Dominion at the beginning of the year. I just, it was good that they won on the road, but I don't think, I don't think West Virginia has proven themselves so far. Yeah, it's just an interesting comparison having both played on the road last week. But um, the West Virginia Mountaineers are led at quarterback by a familiar name. Uh, JT Daniels, who's actually leveraged the transfer portal not once but twice. Um, he started his career at USC, and I, I believe we hurt him and took him out of a game when they were visiting in Austin. So uh, he surely doesn't have good feelings about the Longhorns and probably has some motivation for this game. But he's had a pretty solid season so far. 
nothing, you know, standout or Heisman worthy, but um, he's a, he's a very experienced quarterback coming into DKR. Um, an interesting thing about their, their running backs is, I don't know if you noticed this, Andrew, but their lead running back is listed as a tight end. I think that might be an error on ESPN's website because he only has six receptions and 52 carries, but the guy's like 6'1", 240 pounds. His name is CJ Don- Donaldson, um, and he's averaging about as many yards per carry as Bijan typically does, so um, he's he's a bowling ball. <laughs> also, uh, there's a – I think you wrote, wrote this down, Andrew. There's a running back, last name Mathis, a keeping it in the fam, that has 58 carries and two touchdowns. Um, anything from you on the running backs? Did you notice that he's listed as a tight end? Yeah, I thought that was I, honestly. I had to like double check it because I, I was like, "There's no way their tight end is a leading running back for the team." Yeah. But yeah, I think something's messed up with ESPN, or maybe he was like a tight end his freshman year. Who knows? But I, I, mean, I can very- confirm. I can confirm the WestVirginiaSports.com roster does list him as a running back. Yeah, I think it's an error. But, I mean, just for comparison, 240 pounds, if that's actually his playing weight, he he might outweigh our linebackers. Um, so <laughs> it, it'll just be interesting to, to watch us, you know, defend against him. Um, they have a, a very notable receiver. I think it's Bryce Ford Wheaton, who has uh, almost 30 catches and four touchdowns so far. Um, Ford Wheaton hyphenated last name is he's like six, three and very rangy. So, um, he, he can definitely go up against our, our defensive backs and, and maybe a threat. Although I don't think he had a very big game last week when they beat Virginia tech. So, um, pretty balanced attack on offense, uh, almost 50, 50 passing and rushing and, uh, their point total is 15th in the nation. So they're putting up quite a few points at 42.8 um, average per game. Andy, any comments on their defense? Yeah, Kev, with their defense, um, it's like the 10th year in a row, they still have a sales brother on the defensive line. Um, it seems like they just never leave college. Um, West Virginia is giving up 27.5 points a game. That's 86 in the country, not super great. Um but so going forward, I think we're going to be able to put points on the board, whoever starts at quarterback. And so um, I think this weekend bodes well for Texas offensively, for sure. Andy, do we know or do we have a suspicion on who the starting quarterback will be this week? Is Quinn progressing? So Sark hasn't said anything officially and probably won't until game time. But I think Quinn will probably play. That's kind of what people have been saying. And I think that's good because it'll give him kind of a warm-up game before uh, Texas OU. But real quick, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to launch into betting corner. This Football on the 40 episode is brought to you by Hospitology. Hospitology is a weekly newsletter written by fellow Longhorn Blake Madden. It covers interesting, not boring stories at the intersection of business and healthcare, like why Amazon bought One Medical, and interesting health tech startups paving the way for the future of healthcare. 
If you want to get smarter on the crazy world of healthcare, subscribe to Hospitology Today at workweek.com forward slash brand forward slash hospitology. And we're back, and it is time for the betting corner. Bowen usually introduces this segment, but I'm taking it over today because honestly, we need to give Bowen a little bit of time to take a victory lap, at least in this early, early season. Bowen is at 12.8 positive total units right now, whereas everyone else is in the red. So that means he is crushing us. Bowen, what do you have to say? Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. Yes, I'll, uh, I'll take this opportunity to do my quarter season quarter season victory lap um yeah it's been great i i have i have three things i want to say so this past week i think taking the over really saved me we're not i'm not an emotional hedge better but there was a part of me that took that bet as a slight emotional hedge i'm not gonna lie um so that really worked out for me uh the second thing is even though this isn't a team sport the good news is i did the math collectively with my winnings and y'all's losses collectively we're up a tenth of a unit guys so we are we are a tenth of a unit in the green or black depending on how you look at it so that's that's obviously great to hear the third thing last thing is a wise friend of mine once told me it is a long season so i won't won't let this get to my head it's early on in the season we just got to keep keep it moving, keep pushing, keep stringing these positive unit weeks together. And, you know, I think to, at the end of the season, we'll, we'll look back and hopefully we'll all be up there in the, in right. the positive. And you, and you can't forget, some of us have some like 66 to 1 Heisman odds out there. So you never That's know what true. can happen. And then Hooker's looking pretty good. And then Hooker's yeah. looking pretty good. Thanks, Jake. I appreciate that, that, uh, that, that opportunity to, you know, show off a little bit. We'll see if, you know, not being too cocky about it. We'll see. We just got to keep it up. Um, so this past week we talked about it. Texas did not win. Uh, we also did not win by over seven points, which is what Vegas expected. Thankfully, as I talked about before the over hit, which means that us and Texas tech collectively scored over 60 and a half points. Our weekly standings, I was in first. I was the only one in the positive, followed by Kevin, Jake, and then Andy, all the way in last place. Overall, real quick, I am in first, followed by Andy in second, Jake, and then Kevin still rounding out the bottom. And we do have a special call-out this week as well. Andy, who was in last place, had a pretty pretty special uh, pretty special award. Kevin, I'll hand it off to you to, to kind of detail out what, what exactly happened. Yeah, I just need to highlight Andrew's stellar week uh, this weekend in betting. Andrew put up 10 units, uh, you know, some through all of his bets, and he lost every single one of those bets. Andrew, how does it feel to have gotten the perfect P last weekend? Kev, do you want to elaborate on what the perfect P is? So the perfect P is a term that we used in junior high golf. The way those tournaments were structured um, were so people that were terrible at golf didn't break all their clubs at the end of the round. And there was a max score on every hole that you could get. So someone that was referred to as having scored the perfect P picked up on every single hole. And I think the perfect P term applies perfectly 
to your horrendous betting weekend. So how does the perfect P feel? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Quite bad. I don't know if y'all watched the Missouri-Auburn game. I'm sure y'all watched the Arkansas A&M game. Both were excruciating for for if you betted on Missouri and if you betted on on Arkansas. I felt like both of those teams should have won, especially Missouri. They should have won two times, and they lost somehow. So, yeah, it was quite excruciating. It was not fun. But, you know, I can't, can't make excuses. Just got to move on forward. Interestingly enough, last week you told us, or you specifically told me to bend the knee. And then you went on to lose every single game. Well, Jake, I will like to say, how does it feel to be behind me for the year, even though I just committed a perfect P last weekend? <laughs> I, 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 comm- I played basically like I did in middle school golf. And though I didn't commit the perfect P, I picked up on every hole but one. So Andy basically just said, <laughs> Andy just pointed to the scoreboard and didn't say anything else. <laughs> fair point exactly (laughs) nice all right well you know we're we're three games in or excuse me four games in um a long season ahead so yeah looking ahead to this game we are back home as was detailed previously we are expected by vegas to win by nine and a half points so if you think that we will win by more than nine and a half points you would bet on texas to cover and then on the flip side, if you don't think that West Virginia will lose by more than nine, you would bet on West Virginia. The over-under for this game is at 62. It's pretty much in line with the past few weeks. I think Vegas just kind of plops it down there and lets you take it one way or the other. Um, and then, so yeah, we'll start with the Texas game and then we'll look elsewhere around the league too. There's quite a few notable games, but we'll start with the Texas game and we will start with you, Kevin. What are you liking for the Texas game this week? So I'm rooting for the Horns to win, but I'm going to take the under um, for one unit, not the under, excuse me, that West Virginia will cover for one unit. Jake, what do you think for the Texas game? Not so fast, my friend. I, (laughs) it's a perfect opportunity to do that. Um, I am making the figurative push forward with my chips here as you see in poker i'm going all in this week now now you may you may think that means in units and it does i am going to put 10 units all 10 of my units on texas to cover the nine and a half and here's why one i do think we're going to bounce back i do think we're going to do really well And if we lose, I'm going to be so sad. Why not be down anyway? So if I'm up, it's going to be such a high. We can just have an extra high with our betting. And I'm predicting Texas wins this game 42 to 10. Let's ride, baby. Oh, my gosh. Guard your heart, Jake. That could be devastating for you going into OU weekend. (laughs) Let's go. I hate that I have to agree with Jake here. I was not expecting the all-in push for Texas to cover, but yeah, I, I think Texas will cover as well. So this will be an interesting uh, matchup to see who, who wins out, but I'm going to only place three units on Texas covering. Still a big bet. But um, what do you, what do you think? I, I agree with you, uh, Jake and Andy. I think Quinn comes back, but even if we don't have Quinn back, we get 
Hudson at DKR, which is a lot better than away Hudson. So I'm feeling good. Um, I'm going to put four units on Texas covering the, the nine and a half as well. Wow. A lot you of guys. potential for Kevin to make some moves this week. Yeah. Real <laughs> far back. <laughs> I like, I like that setup. You only, you only had one unit on that though. You yeah. Wanna, but I mean, you want, the, you the opportunity more on it to open up the lead. Kevin's going to be pulling against the horns. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't okay. do that. Plus, it, it, it is likely that Quinn will play, and, you know, that bodes well for the horns. So I'm comfortable with one unit on West Virginia to cover. And I will not be rooting for West Virginia, but if I happen to, you know, come out on the positive side of, of that, you know, I'll be pleased, obviously. Um, I've got a couple other picks from around college football, if you guys are ready for that. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I'm obviously not doing very well. My mom stayed at our house and gave me a little bit of a pep talk, but also, you know, told me I needed to be careful with my money. So I feel like <laughs> these, uh, bets are, uh, fairly conservative. Um, I kind of spoke about it last week, but I feel like at this point in the season, the blue bloods start to show that they're blue bloods and the four teams kind of the cream of the crop comes up, right? So um, I'm only betting on top five teams the rest of the way. Michigan is playing at Iowa. Michigan's favored by 10 and a half. I'm going to take Michigan for two units. Alabama is playing Arkansas at Arkansas. Alabama is favored by 17. I'm going to take Bama uh, for two units to cover there. And also Georgia is playing Missouri. Another road game there for a blue blood, but I'm going to choose that Georgia will cover the 28 point spread for another two units. And that uh, that's everything for me this week. If you don't bet 10 units, you can't lose 10 units in one week. <laughs> I feel like that's like a it. shot at me. <laughs> well, or me. <laughs> I like the. I like the thesis of the blue bloods going into going into this week. I, I feel like that's a pretty, pretty good, pretty good idea. We'll see how it plays out. Jake, what about you? What else? What else do you like elsewhere around the league? I don't oh, have any more money. You to don't bet. have any more units. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to give me some more? I'll bet some more, but I think I'm out. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, Andy, what about you? I know that you had a midweek, um, Heisman bet and you might want to tell the listeners about that but do you like anything else yeah so real quick after Saturday's performance um I'm just kind of convinced that Jalen Daniels will make a Heisman push I don't know if he'll win but his odds are 40 to 1 um so I I think he is a good bet to uh to win the Heisman so I'm gonna go with one unit on Jalen Daniels of Kansas to um, to win the Heisman. So we'll see, we'll see if that plays out, but if he wins, it'll pay off, uh, really well for me. Um, James Madison this year, um, they made the jump from FCS to FBS. They just beat, um, they just beat, uh, Appalachian state at Appalachian state. They're down 28 to three and they made the comeback and won 32 to 28. Um, so they played Texas state at home this weekend. I don't think Texas State is super great. So I'm going to say James Madison will cover the 22 points uh, this weekend. And I think that leaves me with one more bet. Going back 
to Jalen Daniels and the Kansas Jayhawks. They play Iowa State at home. I don't know if y'all watched the Iowa State game against Baylor. Um, they had a lot of penalties that went against them, but overall, I don't think they look all that impressive. Kansas is just red hot right now, just like their jerseys. So, you know, I got to go with the Kansas Jayhawks money line to beat Iowa State for uh, for four units. It. I love it. I love wow. it, Andy. How many units did you want on James Madison? I had two units. So going to make going all in with 10 units again. Hopefully I don't get the perfect P. Well, the Heisman won't grade out until the end of the season. So at, at, at worst, you'll get a, you'll get a delayed perfect P. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I just had one other one that I liked elsewhere around the league. I, I think like most of y'all, I caught the Clemson, Wake Forest game and Wake Forest looks so good. I really thought they were going to be Clemson. They're getting four points at Florida State this week. Um, I don't really know much about Wake Forest other than this past game that I just watched, but it was enough of a sample size for me to put two units on them covering the four at Florida State. But yeah, so it's going to be a bit of a lighter week for me. I think, you know, slow and steady has proven well for me in, in weeks past. So we're just going to keep that up. Um, but yeah, I, I think if if that's everything, I will hand it off to you now, Jake. Thank you. <clears throat> so we didn't have any official mailbags this week. Uh, however, we did just get a message recently on our DMs on um, our Football on the 40 Instagram from Becky Retzloff. And I just wanted to share this um, because I didn't see this before today. But apparently uh, Texas running back B. John Robinson has been walking around campus so far all day holding a football because he doesn't want to fumble again and uh, said teammates tried to knock it out. Students tried to knock it out. No one succeeded. Thank you for sharing that, Becky. You'll love to see it. Bijan is ready for this week. But that being said, um, if you do want to submit a mailbag, we have a link in our Spotify as well as on our Football on the 40 in our bio on our Instagram page. Feel free to do that. Comments. Uh, questions anything life advice we had that last week that was fun um but that being said that does bring us to the end of this week's episode um thank you all for listening i will give our producer hamilton a shout out as always he's the one that makes this sound good every week um please go out and share this with your friends on instagram on wherever you social media i just use that as a verb but that being said, uh, we do appreciate y'all listening each and every week. Enjoy the game this weekend, and we'll catch you next week, next Thursday, on Football on the 40. Hook em. <laughs>